Good day to you, Colorado. Good evening, Europe. What the hell are you doing up this late, Australia and China? Welcome to the Serbian Corner. It is a show in which two Serbians talk about the Nuggets for an extensive period of time every week. We are presented by the DraftKings Sportbook, an official sport betting partner of the NBA. Hell yeah, that sounded <laughs> really dope. My name is Miroslav Cuk. I've recently transitioned from a power guard to a shoot-first point guard after dropping a fair amount of weight. So my advices to Jamal Murray are going to be more frequent and, of course, even more annoying. I'm calling from Pancho, Serbia, and I'm joined, as always, by a globetrotter who finally ended his tour over North Pacific region. Of course, I'm talking about Voja Medic, who is calling from Nebraska, which is a birthplace of such NBA greats like Fred Hoiberg, Mark Pope, and Alex Stirvins. Give us some spicy details from your trip, Voja. Oh, uh, spicy. It was spicy tuna rolls were really good. Uh, oh. So Pacific Northwest, great sushi, which again in Serbia is not really popular opinion, I guess, because I got a little flack for, for sharing a sushi menu. It was really fun. I, I love that region. Uh, it was I was in Portland for some college basketball. It was a Phil Knight Invitational Tournament and Phil Knight Legacy. So I got to see North Carolina, Duke, Villanova, Iowa State, uh, some of those guys. And surprisingly, a Portland University a squad that beat um, – Villanova by 12 and almost beat uh, North Carolina. So they're going to be the ones look, to look for in March Madness if they make it, if they end up making it. It was really fun, man. I, I mean, I lo- again, I love that region. I'm going to end up being there at some point uh, in my life because of the stuff I do for work. So it was a nice, like, you know, little preview. And then I saw some family, got some sightseeing, got some weird ice cream flavors. Um, I don't know if you know about that region that have the, they have that salt and straw. Thing, uh, they have weird ice cream. Do you, do you know about that? No. Have you heard please, about it? So they, they, have this, uh, they have these uh, ice creams that are um, unorth- like unorthodox. They're really rich and really good. But I I was skeptical when I got there because there was one with balsamic vinegar uh, flavors and black pepper uh, and strawberries. And then there's one it was olive oil ice cream. Mm-hmm. So very weird when you hear it. And it's just, but like, it's delicious. I, I, I was surprised. I was shocked. So that was my... That was my like. I expanded my palate a little bit more with food because Nebraska is really it's Midwest, so there's a lot of meat and 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 regular food. And I I was eating pizza with zucchini and stuff like that. So listen, that when a, when you fun. say stuff about ice cream like that, uh, fat and sugar goes together really well. Yeah, my brother, for instance, he loves the milkshake with bacon, or um, yeah, it's bacon. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, but but you know the real the white bacon, you know the, the oh, yeah, yeah, the greasy the, stuff. Yeah, 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 the greasy stuff. That's that's really that's really fine. How about uh, coffee places in Portland? Have you seen any any cool hipster type coffee places? I, I'm not a coffee. I'm not a coffee guy, so I know I did not frequent those. I, those breweries though, uh, we had mm-hmm. some nice local beer and stuff, you know, stuff like that. So that was really fun too. But yeah, I'm not a not a coffee guy. Uh, overall, but yeah, that was. I mean, of course, I went for basketball. That was my like main main goal. Like in a lot of a lot of my touristy places that I went to in recent years, and always been surrounded about basketball. So I went to Denver. Barely got to see any of it. I just was like, I'm going to, I'm going to DMVR bar, and I'm going to watch the Nuggets, and then go back home. Then in LA, in LA, the first thing I went to was Venice Beach basketball courts. You know, I'm very like much you know different in that that respect. So this was similar. I like I went shot around. A recreational facility with uh, with my uncle and his and his uh, daughter just because she started playing basketball, so they wanted to play basketball with me. That was like on the first day. So 
it was a lot, a lot everything everything around basketball so it would be that was a really fun fun time so hope to hope Did, to visit again i i hope you you've been able to catch some uh, fifa world cup games during the, oh, of course that was really great because that was the first week and i was at that those vacations so in the mornings it was nine hour difference from europe so all of the ones were like 8 a.m and then 11 a.m i would get up and watch those two games and then we would do stuff around town but you know after lunch so that was pretty uh, yeah I've, i'm argentina is in the background right now um serbia didn't do so well so <laughs> we can watch without stress till the rest of the tournament Yes, both both Serbia and America are now expelled from the World Cup. Although America did did uh, finish in the top sixteen stage, unlike Serbia, I've seen. I think it was RG who said on Twitter that he is really disappointed by Team US scoring only three goals in four games. And I'm like, yeah, Serbia <laughs> scored five. five. That's so much better. We only got one point out of those five goals, but it's insane. Yeah, <laughs> that's we we are we are the, we were the Nuggets of the tournament with great offense in in very not, not very not great defense, <laughs> <laughs> great offense and and worse defense, yeah. worse worse uh, excelled in in worse way than than offense excelled. Okay, yeah. let's let's now. Th- this is probably the good time to to start speaking about basketball. So this is episode number 36 of the Serbian Corner with recently established segments whose names will show you how a Serbian that has never been to Colorado, and that would be me, views the rectangle state on the Rocky Mountains. You can also expect some nuggets in general NBA trivia games and much, much more. So let's start with something positive. I actually, if we did this show like 24 hours ago, this would, this would be all roses <laughs> and, and violets. It will be beautiful. So I needed to really dig deep and see what was really, really uh, positive after this this blowout. No, it wasn't a blowout in Atlanta, but it was. It wasn't control sure. loss. Yeah, control loss. <laughs> Very controlled loss. So I I was thinking out of the box with. Uh, what to to use to start the show and my positivity of the week is a very simple thing that I finally and I think we finally know what position Vlatko Cancar should be playing at the NBA I didn't say just Vlatko I used Vlatko Cancar because I didn't want to confuse any people who knows other Vlatkos in their lives so Vlatko Cancar is a forward, just like Aaron Gordon, just like MPJ, just like Jeff Green. So, but that's, that's believe... also two positions. <laughs> that's right. That's that's the yeah. thing. That's yeah. not the one position. It's two positions, and when you have those guys next to Vlatko, you can use them interchangeably. I believe so. I believe so. I think Vlatko can work with either of these three guys. Mm-hmm. So, I'm really excited. First of all, to see if Vlatko will stick. With the in the rotation uh, when MPJ yeah. and and Jeff Green uh, comes come back and that will be a big thing to 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 uh, judge uh, uh, Coach Malone uh, on. But we'll see. I I want to sh- throw two lineups with Vladko to you, two bench lineups. Mm-hmm. So you tell me what you think about them. So sure. first of all, I don't think that when. I don't think that Vlatko should replace Jeff Green in in the rotation because I think Jeff Green is a really good player. I think they should play together. And I have a crazy idea to play those two together with with DJ and then with Bruce Brown and Bones. So that will be pretty clunky. I'm not loving this, this lineup, but I think it's something that's closer to 
what Michael Malone thinks the bench unit should look like with the oh, traditional yeah. five. But the, the most more logical lineup would be to replace DJ with a with a guard, with let's say okay, Christian Brown or okay. or with with I'm I guess Davon Reed and have three little guys and then two two interchangeable forwards playing like like something similar to what Dos Verdes used to play. But we know that that doesn't work really, really great in Michael Malone's system. What do you think? Well, so if, uh, yeah, I, I I like to I'm not I'm against uh, Jordan with with that with those two guys, but I would be fine with Zeke trying Zeke again with with those two, and then also what you said with three guards, uh, and especially if it, if it's Christian Brown and and Bones and uh, and Bruce, the thing there is what different what you said you know didn't work really well with um, with Jamichael and Jeff, and I different. I mean he has he does, I think he does more little things. Than than uh, Jamichael and well Jeff Jeff does similar things Jeff is just on defense he's a little bit more I would say passive like kind of like a similar uh, you know how we talked about Devon Reed and with beginning wide uh, Christian Brown got it got his minutes is he wasn't terrible he just wasn't playmaking on defense and then Christian Brown was which again why is puzzling we'll talk about that later why he's not playing at all uh, I would say kind of similar with Jeff Green and Vladko and Vladko showed. Kind of got in and was like, okay, he's more of a playmaker than we thought. Uh, that he thought he had in him, like because the always the, the consensus was he's not playing because NBA uh, NBA game is too fast for him. Like he's not you know that great overall. And uh, you know I would say like it's kind of again the Jeff is on defense kind of similar to what Reed is in an unplaymaking way. Like he's okay, but he's not doing what Vlad was doing. He's not locking up SGA. And of course, he's also old enough like that he shouldn't even be asked to do that. And with Lotko, like we have that luxury, and I think so. That I would see. I would say that's a little bit of different from also Jamichael and Jeff combo. And also on offense, he does those little things we talked about. I clipped out the one little pass he made in the transition. He can he dribbles more than uh, more than Jamichael. Like screens are as good, and he also doesn't foul as much on on uh, offensive screens. And he can decide. He can have really good decisions on the short roll, uh, so that's why I think like even even you can even use him as a false center, even though he's a, we know he's a forward. But you know if you have Jeff Green as uh, for example on a dunker spot or one of those or Zeke, we saw how good with, was with Zeke. So I, I agree. Like those are interesting, and I I really think he deserves to play. Like even when the, these guys are healthy, like I don't see a reason to bench him. But again, we didn't see a reason to bench Christian Brown and he was still benched. So it's kind of a weird, yeah. <laughs> I I really hope it will be a bit different with Vlatko because he, this is his, I think, fifth season with the Nuggets. Yeah, that's, so that's a different, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it's not the same thing, but but I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> to be it, it completely is, fair, it, last it time is, Vlatko yeah. played this great, he got injured, so he didn't. He wasn't yeah. kept out of the rotation. Well, well, last time Lotko played this well, it was the Euros. But again, this is again, it's the <laughs> same season. But, uh, but yeah, that's right. It's it's the it, it was, and that was the problem. Is like it wasn't that he was benched, and you know he got the chance, but he was always got the chance when everyone's hurt, and then he comes in and he's fine and really like, you know, plays good, and you're like, okay, why is not playing more? And it's always someone in front of him. But then we see like everyone's healthy. People get hurt. All these guys kind of pop out with more energy and and more of like hunger to play. And then everyone gets healthy, and Malone reverts back to 
the default and then we also when then we go back to talking why is the default not working as well or why the nuggets like again like slacking or something that's why i'm like it's so crazy like to even after how he's been playing in any other situation probably we wouldn't even be having a discussion if he's going to stay in the rotation and that's what's troubling with 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 the with the malone thing like that he you know with the vets and stuff like will he actually just go back to what he what he had at the beginning of the season and not even try to incorporate things so we'll see so far at least he has him as a six man he's not a reluctant you know substitution like he's actually you know getting trust out there but yeah that's uh, that that's a good those are good lineups i mean ish in the combos there with you know with vodko to have like multiple like i always like we, we talk about always like have multiple playmakers they know how to pass the ball they know how to dribble like that's good things will happen yes i agree and one thing uh, also to be fair vladko is really playing a much better brand of basketball than what what he used to play like like a year or two years ago yeah mm-hmm. uh, on on the nuggets he is really uh, doing more stuff and he's been really impressive on defensive and and i don't i don't know if he wasn't before because we didn't uh, we haven't really seen him in extended minutes in extended series of games before so that that may, might also count into it but i'm really i'm really happy about him being that extra playmaker for the bench unit because bench unit let's real we, we we realize that we don't have monte morris anymore we don't have will barton anymore that's that's a lot of ball handling that's left the team so i know vladko is not really a ball handler but he really is a uh, he is a point uh, uh, playmaker so that helps a lot i i hope uh, that we, he will uh, have good chemistry with bones that's that's crucial for for that kind of lineup and i'm optimistic the only thing that that makes me a bit scared as as you said might be michael malone uh going back to well, his default that, yeah lineups. that's one one thing the other thing is again we have to see him with as multiple like it's been a couple of weeks already so that's a getting we're getting a bigger sample size and he's he's had a bad game and then he re, you know then he bounces back and then yesterday everyone else was kind of having a slack off game in energy wise he was still playing well so we'll see more and more of um like if if you know if extended playing time will mean he gets more tired and then all that energy drops a little bit you know it's always different when you can get in for a certain amount of minutes and you know you have to play all uh, you know your your entire you know, basically maximum effort because you don't know when you're going to play next. But then when that goes into 40 games, 50 games, like, does that change? So that's, like, one, obviously, one question mark. We'll see how he reacts. The other one, obviously, is Malone. But the fact you said playmaker, the screens that he sets, like, I was that, – that game against the Knicks we talked about, um, or at least, like, I don't know if we talked about Nugget Serbia or, or here at this point. It's, like, all getting meshed up. Uh, that he was – making like good screens that that sets people into good positions that you know basically jump starts the whole second unit because then you have bruce brown or bones can have an open space to operate and then send the ball then he also reacts quickly off of those and finishes um even though he, again he had some some games with he misses misses layups and he's still a little bit more hesitant when he's like surrounded by big people to like go up strong and those are the ones that he can improve. But again, three shot, three point shot is confident. Like he doesn't, he, he's not a pump fake, you know, hesitant. Of, like he gets it. He's already set uh, shoots. Like we saw him in Slovenia. Like he was, he's doing basically the same thing he's doing and was doing in the Euros and in the Olympics. 
which is kind of fun. Like Markkanen brought over his FIBA self, and Alvarko has brought over his FIBA self uh, in in the NBA, which is really cool. Listen, man, our guys came to Serbia, came to watch the games here, and suddenly the NBA transformed. So yeah, so. <laughs> Kudos to them. Kudos to them. I'm really happy about Laurie Markkanen. We'll we'll be talking about him uh, in the third segment, I believe. So, as you people heard from the beginning of the show, if you look at your top right corner, you you can see that we are sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook, and now Voya will 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 oh, take we got you to that. We got to, to that. that. Yeah. All right. Oh, let's go. My first my first uh, read. So yeah, NBA season is heating up. I guess we're quarter quarter away. Uh, from the beginning of the season, which is insane. And there are still so many unknown things, like who's going to win the MVP. Jokic leads the basketball reference NBA MVP award tracker, which is like, eat your heart out, everyone else. Uh, so even though we're watching him willingly sacrifice his points, uh, numbers in many games this season, just so he can get everybody around him to play better. Kind of want him to score more, but whatever. Uh, let's also not kid ourselves, uh, you know, we, we saving him, uh, some beating in the paint, like we want, we want to save that. <laughs> sure. We saw, we saw yesterday, Capella gashed him on the arm. That was not fun. So, but when I'm looking to get in on that action, uh, NBA action, uh, we bet with uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting uh, partner of the NBA. So, new customers can bet just five dollars pregame money line on any NBA team to win the game and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets. If they do so, five dollars pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they do. So check uh, check this out right now. Right now, everyone can earn up to one hundred percent boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. So go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. And so the more ag- more legs you add to that parlay, the bigger the boost. The bigger your shot to win, uh, you know, huge. So, Mira, do you have any any takes for the upcoming Nuggets game? We can because there's not they're not playing on the same day, so we don't have official odds on on any of the on any of the stuff. But we kind of can gauge based on the matchups, like what what we think the some of the players can have and some of the numbers that they might have for the for the betting. So, what do you think? Yeah. So, so the main thing here is how long until Jokic gets Big Val into the foul trouble. Not that Big Val is a real Jokic stopper anyway, but because we don't have the, the lines, I'll just say it like this. So if the line for Jokic is like 25, 25 and a half points, go over, go over, because this game, I mean, Pelicans is a good, are a good team. I hope the Nuggets will be good as well, even though they're playing uh, 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 as a visiting team. So hopefully it will be a close game and Jokic will be able to get enough minutes to get uh, some monster numbers. Also, KCP, look at his three-pointers. If the three-point line is like at one and a half, try and go over. If it's two and a half, it's a bit risky, but but ho- let's hope it, it stays down as one and a half. That should be a, an easy over. And one more thing, Jamal recorded far or, uh, five or more uh, assists in uh, like five of the last six games he's played in. So look at his uh, assist line. If it's like four and a half or even five and a half, I would go over because he'll have the chance to to feed the beast in this game. I really hope so. Yeah, and as far as New Orleans uh, Pelican stuff, I would look at how many steals Herb Jones can if that's an option. I think that's an option there. 
And then uh, Valanciunas on rebounds as well. We've seen Capella grab like six offense rebounds on Jokic. Uh, Val is also a beast, so that might also be an interesting one to to look at. So basically, download the app now. So sign up, sign up with the code DMVR, and place five dollar pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets uh, if they do. So that's code DMVR only on DraftKings Sportsbook. And minimum age eligibility restrictions apply, so you can see this, uh, see the show notes for details. So specifically, I cannot bet because I'm in Nebraska, but I, if I end up going to DMVR takeover next uh, in in the beginning of next year, I can go to Colorado and do some of these parlays and go 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 crazy on uh, on some of these money lines. So and get get these uh, hundred fifty dollars and stuff in free bets if I do. So yeah, check those out. DraftKings Sportsbook app. Yeah, or just use use a vote as your bookie so he can place it <laughs> for you. That's, that's also very <laughs> illegal, so we will not do that. <laughs> okay, getting aside, let's go now to the second segment, which is meeting a mountain lion at the front porch. So it is a segment where we speak about what scared us or made us the most pessimistic about. And recently, bias is the worst. If we did this segment <laughs> yesterday before the Atlanta game, I Got have it. just one thing. And it's one I'm going to close with at the at the end. But since Georgia is still on my mind, here goes. Always First off, mind. yeah. So, Nikola Jokic is apparently watching Matt Moore on the Lockdown Nuggets too much. Matt <laughs> always says the least important games are the ones on the road versus the other conference teams. Well, this is what you get with that kind of effort, even versus <laughs> a team that's missing its star player and two other starters. Boy, I've seen your tweet, so I'm going to let you cook about this. Yeah, so I, I said, and that was the first half, and they obviously they opened, hope, you know, I was hoping they opened better in the third quarter. But basically, this, for me, the effort in the first half was um, was insulting because on the other side, you had a very shorthanded Atlanta team with these young players that I really do like, like if I, if, you know, if we drafted some of these kids that Atlanta has, I would be really happy with the, with the selection. So they're not, it's not a disrespect to them in a way of, Oh, they're so bad that they should have, uh, they shouldn't have been in the game at all. It's the, it's the, what, how the nuggets were down 13 to two at the beginning, just completely no shows. Like it almost was felt like the Utah beginning in the beginning of the season. You had Jared Culver, Jalen Jalen Johnson, and AJ Griffin. So two, one of them is a second-year player in Jalen Johnson. They barely played last year, and is coming off of like an ankle ankle injury that that he was questionable to even play. AJ Griffin's a rookie from Duke. I said at the beginning of the season I liked, and he he impressed me in some of the games when Trey wasn't playing as a, as their guard. But again, rookie. And then you had Jared Culver that was a high draft pick that just was not even barely could get on teams like he was from Minnesota couldn't get on Minnesota lottery teams to play like consistent minutes he was on Memphis Memphis couldn't turn a player out of him uh and and then you know now he's in Atlanta and he's starting and you had and you had DeJounte Murray and of course uh, Capella it, it was just effort wasn't there like it would, they were jump, you know they were jumping over people getting the balls having open shots someone mentioned closeout threes like Jared Culver hit his first three of the season on a lazy closeout, it was just that that way. So I wouldn't care if the if the Nuggets just miss shots. Like that happens. We've seen them. We've seen it happen. We've seen teams. You know, we've seen it on the highest stages in the playoffs. Twenty seven missed threes. Like that's not the point that that was irritating. Was when you look at the 
overall box score at the end of the game. Like that, those that Denver box score wasn't bad. It wasn't like oh they just missed shots. It was the rebounding. That was you know, again six rebounds on over Jokic on Capella. You then you have you pair up DeAndre Jordan with against Okongwu on the other end was just also like mind boggling. Why would you? Why would we match up something like that when Okongwu is a basically Giannis player, like energy wise and athleticism, and he's the best defender, Giannis. And you put him in, and he's not a shooter. And you put a guy that's lumbering and supposed to stay in front of him, and supposed to like catch him on a box out when he's like buzzing all over the court. It was just, I, I know. It, it, again, it was so for me. It's like not insulting. It's like I'm not like it's it's like a figure of speech. But again, it's, I would I would have wished to have have better effort. And then miss shots and lose the game. That's the more like easy to swallow defeat than what what happened yesterday. And then and then even insult injury. Like you think, okay, maybe they just don't have it tonight. And then third quarter they come out, storm all the way back in a few minutes. And you're like, okay, so you just didn't try enough. And then you tried for like seven minutes, and then you gave up. Not gave up. But like then you just relaxed again and let it go back to nine. It was just so frustrating to see that again. And you said like, yes, it doesn't matter. It's an Atlanta team on the other side of the, the conference on the road just before the home, you know, home stand, you know, you can concentration can fall, but that's the difference. A few of these games we've seen this year. And that's the difference between a Celtics team. That's has you know, five losses and then Nuggets team that has eight. And, and that's what I'm just, those are the little, like, I wish they were better at that. Like, I guess I would call it like professionalism, like seriousness in these type of games that you, especially against shorthanded teams. Like they could have taken care of business like Houston and they didn't. Yeah, those those six offensive rebounds by by Capella are really standing out. That's that's really the effort thing for sure. I mean you can get one, two, maybe three, but six, that's a lot. And I wonder I wondered about one thing. What do you think about Jokic even less con con uh, contesting the shots near the rim? Than in the previous years, do you think it's maybe by design to keep him out of foul trouble, or is it I mean, just something to be to be you know uh, addressed as, yeah, as an I mean, effort thing? I think it's I think it's the like he he didn't he, ironically like last year and this same time he wasn't he didn't have as much foul trouble and he was much better on defense uh, than he is now. Like he had a few games this year with foul trouble and he didn't have that last year, which that's always my, it's always my belief with defense is, is the effort and the aggressiveness will not increase your fouls. Obviously if you're careless, it will, but like if you're disciplined, if you're playing like good defense and aggressive defense, that will not like translate into more fouls. The lazy ones will translate to, into more fouls because you're step late. And then all that swipe and contest that you did well, when you follow with your footwork, is is more noticeable and then you're late you know, again you're late by half a step and you hit the guy instead of just waving in front of him and contesting the shot so that's that's the that's i think the the, the flip side of it. it's not that he's conserving or like saving him from foul trouble it's just that he's just i don't know maybe may i don't know what is what it's in his head or what's in people you know what's in players heads sometimes we just don't have it but again coming out in the third quarter like they did tells me they did have it they just didn't use it and that's what's frustrating i wish they don't do that anymore you know in in previous seasons i used to be a big Jokic apologist saying that the the dribble penetration is the problem why Jokic gets so much exposed in the pick and roll but it's really hard to say what is older you know a hen or an egg i don't know if it's a yeah. saying in english in yeah what comes first is. like an egg what yeah, comes chicken first? or the egg yeah, yeah. chicken or the egg so 
basically there's this other guy near the rim aaron gordon and it is well documented he is my second favorite nugget he's been on aggregate the second best nugget this season i think mm -hmm. but his defense is nowhere to be found and maybe honestly maybe it's it's who he is he looked great before next to some lesser defenders and now i don't know what to think man also i kind of think he had the chance to win the atlanta game for the nuggets he had several bad consecutive possessions at the very end when the hawks were practically giving the the, the win away uh, or or at least the hope of winning to the nuggets but but how do you feel i i don't want to to dwell on that uh, those offensive uh, possessions too much because Aaron was really, really good on the offense this season, but the defensive part is really, is really uh, uh, of uh, concern to me. What do you think? Do, do do you think we can see a better version of him in the second half of the season? Yeah, I think so. So I, I would I would also always always go back to it's we talked about beginning of the season, right? Remember we talked about communication, and that's what they're saying. It's getting better. A little bit, and so I think they have it in spurts. You know, we've seen games they win a little bit, crank down on defense, and, and go. I still think it, and that's what one of those like underrated parts or like unknown parts about why Draymond and their de defense was Golden State's defense was also great is not that he was also always in the right spot. It was that he also talked to people, and it's I mean it's always we always talk about like oh you twist your ankle you kind of hobble on defense and then you on your offense like it's already energy's back up you're gonna take a shot or like go it, it just it's different you know everyone wants to that's natural everyone wants to play good on offense core and defense requires focus and requires constant focus I, I would give an example like we're playing playing in like some recreational basketball back home even so I had the and and we we never I never was like a big big communicator of like bossing people like. In the court, like I would be in the right spot, and we had in one team a guy like a point guard that was just talking all the time to us. It was I've never played that good of a defense in my life because of always communication. Like hey, and then I started talking, and it was like okay, then you cover and then switch, you know, step up and like watch your back. Like hey, pay attention. Like you know, be be on the help side, and that kind of like it always just like reminds you to like oh yeah, yeah like I need to do this. It was you know we talked about Porter right? We had those when he like reads the spot and then he almost forgets for a second to go back to, to his guy. So imagine if there was always someone that just like, Hey, yeah, great. Go back to just constant, like chirping and, and like reminding basically people of what to do uh, because they all know what to do. Like in principle, it's just on the court. Like sometimes you wander off. And if that's not your, if your, your, your predilection is not just defense, if you're not Herb Jones and that's your specialty, then it takes a little bit more of of like you know cohesiveness and unity to to get everyone on the same like to lift everyone up on the same level. Kind of like how Jokic is telling everyone where to be when they're doing offense and everything. Every time he gets a bucket, we need that for defense, I think. And that's I think what Jokic should, but he doesn't. It's not his style, and that's like unfortunate. I don't think also that's Aaron Gordon's style either, and that's a problem. That might have been Millsap's style, which I don't know. I don't think either. But like you know, we've had like good defenses with with some guys. So it's, it's just my opinion. Like it's kind of a more of a monologue on defense. If, if it's not anything else, it was a better defense than what this, this yeah. is. <laughs> this is just yeah. insane. So is there a, a team captain on the defensive uh, side uh, that we can see 
I don't soon think so. On I this mean, roster, I, Ray Ray basically said defensive quarterbacking. That's basically my yeah. My, that's right. In one one like phrase, what I'm thinking about. I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I it's you you would hope so, but like the problem is like all these guys they brought in, they just brought him in, so it's hard for them even yeah. to take a, assume any command. And you would hope it's Gordon. Like, I would always hope it's the four, because of the that's how the the. the, the you know the court is structured like it's easiest to like the kg communicator like again draymond commun- someone in the back line that can see everything and then can communicate so i would hope someone in the back but again could be like i mean could be a marcus smart type but like is that kcp is that bruce brown like we don't think so we don't know and yeah we, yeah we, we remember how like like two three seasons ago when we spoke about michael porter jr that his uh, biggest threat outside of his shooting is his rebounding and he's rebounding the best when he's playing at the four. Problem is that four position is really, really important for your team defense and of course he wasn't at that point he wasn't good enough defender to, to be in that role so he basically needed to play the three and we kind of lost uh, a part of Mm-hmm. Those nice rebounds he could have gathered. Okay, one more thing. So before before we move to your worst thing of the week, I am I just can't keep my out my my mouth shut about this. So it's so hard to argue with the coach when he was on the four win streak, mm-hmm. but now that we lost the Georgia game, why? The fudge is my beautiful Kansas boy, Christian Brown, completely out of rotation. So we already uh, made some signs that we'll be talking about this. But it is it was so hard for me. I, I really tried. I rewatched all of life last like, like last eight games or something like that to see what was the thing that Christian did to annoy Michael Malone yeah. so much to be <laughs> thrown out, out of rotation. And also, I was keying on Davon Reed as well. Even though I like Davon Reed, I have nothing against Davon Reed, but I wanted to see what was so spectacularly good about his play for him to 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 get granted the 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 the, the rotation spot instead of him. So I get it why Christian didn't play against Atlanta because Nuggets were bad and coach wanted to have guys he trusts trust the most to try and win the game. I get that. I don't agree with that, but I get it. But man, two Houston games, two Houston games, that that rubbish of a team, and you cannot find minutes for Christian Brown. Yeah. It's just unacceptable for me. What do you think about that? So my theory is, and I think that's kind of where you can probably pinpoint where, where it flipped, is when Bones and Ish both were out. And I mentioned this, might have mentioned this here a few weeks ago, is... Reed is a, like of all the things that Christian Brown does better and on defense and is you know more of that style of like more f- favorable to Jokic type of basketball. Devon Reed can make shots and he's very consistent. Like I don't fear him when he's open for a three. Like it's usually pretty consistently in, and that's kind of what they, without Bones that that like primary shot maker. They needed something consistent to like trust on 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 the jump shooting side, and a little bit of like a little bit of dribble. Like Christian Brown is not terrible, but he's not again. Devon reads a little bit better, and Devon did have some G League moments uh, that he did have like 
you know, five five assists or more in a few games in the G League, like in a row. And then the first, I mean, I don't know if people remember, like the first game in in the Nuggets uniform that he showed up after G League, he had five assists in that game. Like he was when he was part of the part of rotation when ten on a ten day contract. So he has that a little bit like that offensive side more. So with him and and Vladko and like Bruce Brown, when that when Bones wasn't and Ish wasn't a part of the second unit. I can see why you would go with, with Devon Reed in that situation. Now the problem is that okay, now they're coming back, and he has the basically residual of like okay, he I trust him. I trusted him even originally, and then I put him in, and he was okay. He gave me made some shots. Now I'm just gonna keep him in, and that's it. And that's what I mean. That's what happened to like Michael Porter at some points, like when he was when he was younger. Happened to Bones. We were like wondering why is why is Bones not playing. Uh, was Faku was playing over him for a while, and that that's my only explanation. Because again, that and then we the stuff that Ray mentioned, maybe it's something outside of which we don't know. So as far as the on court stuff, why why I would suspect that was the reason why like was a shift was this, and then it just kind of keeps going with Malone with the veteran style of like okay now you you're back at it, kind of like why Zeke just disappears after like a few good games, he just doesn't play. And it's back to DeAndre, and it's back to DeAndre when he sh- well, against Atlanta, where he shouldn't be playing. So I, that's my own explanation. Otherwise, like I've, no, I mean, I've no idea. Malone is, you know, especially since you know, since yesterday, I've had some, I've had some like, you know, mountain lion on the porch things with him recently that 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 is that is concerning to me. But do you have anything like what? Do you, what did you find anything when you're watching the replays, or just it just no. does. Yeah. No, it's, it's it's the same guys we always knew they are, and I'm not saying like Christian Brown is l- like a class above Davon Reed, but when you need perimeter uh, contention, uh, uh, containment, when you need guys that will shadow other other teams, guys, you don't have a better guy than Christian Brown. Yeah, even yeah. even with him as a rookie, there's there's no no way. Somebody can explain to me, like, yeah, we we needed to put Devon here because he's better against these or, or those kind of yeah. guys, and we were lacking defense, so we needed to really, really push the de- defensive buttons. Uh, one thing about, I mean, I agree with you. I was a bit annoyed, especially, of course, of course, it's easy to get annoyed in a game where your team loses and doesn't look good. I mean, everybody can have a bad game, even the coaches. So. It's an 82 season, 82 game season. So yeah, water under the bridge, I guess. Let's let's try to win against Pelicans and everything will be better again. But I was annoyed by that, like three small guys lineup with Bones and Ish and Jamal. I don't know what what was that about. Uh, I didn't like that one. Uh, so th- there are some things that we've seen from Michael Malone that were not perfect, but. Hopefully, you'll get better soon. Uh, one other thing I wanted to to to, to speak about this uh, this series of, of games is that we were we were kind of uh, uh, on cloud nine because the opposition we were playing against was pretty bad. Even the Clippers were playing without. Yeah, yeah their best guy in Paul George and also the other guy that doesn't play at all. <laughs> so I don't want to even mention his name. So basically 
it was a nice nice slate of games and this was actually another as you as you uh, nicely put it it was a really it was it should have been a gimme uh, even even on the road with so many guys uh, that were not playing on the on the Hawks we had Bogdan Bogdanovic who played his first game first after game, like six yeah. six months Gosh, and he yeah. sucked he sucked of and course they should have punished that more they should have punished that that's more. right like, I saw only one one time at the they turned him over just once. And like, well, he hasn't dribbled in months. Like, attack him. Like, you know, obviously, like, we love him and want to see him succeed. But, like, he's the first yeah. game. You can exploit that and it's not going to be a big deal. Like, it's, it is, it is like frustrating. And especially what we're, well, the point is we were on cloud nine because of the way they played, not just that they won. Sure. It, it was like, okay, they, they, you know, they sucked out a win against OKC. It was the first, you know, basically, like, those two games were. First out of COVID for everyone, you know, you lose to Detroit. But again, Vladko doesn't play. You don't have Christian Brown, like, for whatever reasons. Then you beat OKC barely. You come back. You claw back in. Then, you okay, easy Clippers, which Clippers are, again, even without those guys. Pretty good give, game. They can give trouble. Yeah, they can give trouble. And they put them away really easily. Then you have the two games against Houston. Like, okay, now you're getting the rhythm. And then it's the – basically, just that's why I was, like, seeing the Malone as my, my mountain lion because – did you just the start of the game? You thirteen to two, and that's it. Like the end of the game was eight, so they won the rest of the game by you know by, well by two or whatever, like by three, yeah. and but that was the beginning. That was it. Like you went on to negative, and then you're clawing your way back, and then it's just like counter rhythm. Like then you keep Jokic too much in, and then you, for whatever reason, decide on DeAndre Jordan because he played well against Houston, and you're like, okay, you just can't. Again, like I was happy that he doesn't play against OKC. That that that's like our established. You're not playing against OKC with this like small ball guys and they're disciplined and then run all over the court. Why wasn't that applied the same way here? Uh, you, you know, even without like I wouldn't even have, you know put Vladiko against Okongo. I don't even care. Like just have like a small to small because we've had you know we had put Christian and Devon Reed and you know just something different. And even the three three lineup three small lineup guys like they even. Got some of the got got some of the difference back, and then he puts in um, KCP back. Then he puts basically the same starters that lack the energy and doesn't keep Bones in for a little bit longer when he was when he was doing well, you know, well enough and like energetic enough. There's no like secondary ball handlers when when there's lack of energy and movement. Like then you need a secondary like slasher guy. It, it was just a lot of those like weird like buttons that you know the the I like that expression of buttons pushed. Um, Again, like in the and then the whole third quarter is the Jokic, and then he doesn't come back to seven minutes left, and there's there's a timeout, and then uh, like always he doesn't put people back at timeouts. He waits, basically like they, they come out of the timeout, and then he sends them immediately to the scorers table for like a few more seconds. Of, like it was just when this t- uh, my point was like I said that in the Nugget Serbia podcast earlier today was if they're already rotations busted for the game. Just stop then even like trying to get back it on like get get it back on track with like okay next five minutes I have to finish with these players like just go like go with it go, go with, with the, the flow, flow. yeah like because yeah. it, it's already ruined like if it was already like well established at the beginning and it was going as the regular season is going okay but then it's already ruined just keep going like again with with the flow and have like vodka finish and bones and maybe have Gordon sit and does you know or tell him don't dribble into three players and get you know get your ball stolen twice you know and jamal like hey don't sh- maybe don't shoot you're not that back yet don't shoot a fourth quarter transition three down three to try to take momentum because they scored the other end and it's over like they, it was up five up six like 
it was just frustrating. That's why, you know, basically I'm looking at the mountain lion walking back and forth on my porch and I'm annoyed. <laughs> I, I think it's a, it's a really bad habit the Nuggets have sometimes to, to let the other team get a 10, 10 points cushion because they're used to playing in the mile high and they know <laughs> that in the fourth quarter they will have more breath than their opposition. Well, theoretically, they should have. Because it's really annoying to play against the the ten point lead of of your opposition because it takes a lot of energy from you yeah. on both sides of the court, and you can do it. You really can do it if you can outrun the the other team in the fourth quarter. But unfortunately, if you're on the road, there's no such thing as as the the altitude, yeah. I guess. Okay, let's yeah. take a short short break, and we'll return in the third segment. And we're back. Okay, so we haven't seen this this uh, segment for some time now. It's Miroslav's conundrum in Comic Sans. Okay, so during the week, I have these thoughts I think about, and then I cannot get rid of them. So this week, I was looking at the Western Conference rosters and noticed something. There is a suspiciously big... Uh, or small number of really good front court players uh, that can uh, compete for the for the All Star game, and of course it's not it's not a real thing. But to make it to make it more more interesting, I wanted to take some of the guys out of the competition. So here it goes. First of all, I made ineligible guys like Luca, who is a guard and NBA will uh, make the, the voters uh, vote for him as a guard. Then you have Kawhi Leonard, who last played in, I think, March of 2015. And then <laughs> we have two guys playing for a lousy Lakers in AD and LeBron. And I love the, they, look, we were taking shade at every turn we can. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. This, while we this can. Season, while they, while they this season might around. never return. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. the thing. <laughs> so... Anthony Davis has his personal record of eight wins and 11 games, and LeBron has six wins and nine losses. So you know what? Those guys are not winning players, so they're out of the competition for me. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not crazy because I know the fans will vote for them anyway, and they'll probably get on the best. I, I want to make things fair. And for me, if your team with you is less than 500%, I'm sorry, okay, you fair, cannot compete. <laughs> Another two guys, Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert, they're sucking the life out of each other. Oh so, God. and they're also around 500, both of them. And and Carl Anthony Towns actually got hurt, so he'll yeah. probably miss significant amount of time. So I'm I'm excluding yeah, those, those two. Guys. I can even I can even say okay. Yeah. So what I'm gonna do now? I'm gonna list some guys I think should should be in the all-star game and you stop me when things get too yeah, crazy Botko, we'll okay. right he's the number one yeah we'll see we'll see we'll okay see. okay so next slide first okay. off nikola Jokic. i don't think there's there's a lot of uh, uh yeah, especially center yeah especially at center that's not yeah. although centers are not uh no, no but like but in general they're not gonna yeah. there, there's no way that he's not okay like, so even the fans are now like, up there Yes, we are agreeing on Nikola Jokic. Second player for me, and I think you don't like this one, it's Paul George. No, because also missed time, too. Uh, I, I wouldn't put him yet. 
there. Maybe like if he comes back, I think right, he's missed a bunch. Yeah, he, he he's still did, still he out. Did, yeah, he did, but I think he's played more than half of the of the game so far. So this is why I gave him a pass. Okay, and he had sure. really, really good stats, really good stats while playing. Yeah. He's one of the eligible ones for sure. Man. Yes. Next one. Zion Williamson. Also, I think okay. a no-brainer. No-brainer. Yeah. I'm not yeah. a big fan of Zion. I mean, theoretically, I'm not a big fan of Zion, but in, in reality, I would li- really love him as a four on the Nuggets. We'll <laughs> see. If, if yeah, George possible. played 16 games. Let's see. Zion played 17 games. Yeah. But yeah, but it's 23.7. Yeah, 7-4. Yeah, both of yeah, them. Yeah, I really, mean, it's, really it's also stars. Yeah, sure, sure. I'm guessing we need to 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 find six guys for this uh, for this exercise because you have total of 12 places. So I want to give mm-hmm. six places to the front court guys. Next one, Laurie Morkanen. Yeah, I got. I mean, you got it. It's it's tough because. Well, they're, he they're has a winning now, record but yeah. now, yeah. but I don't know for how long. I don't know for how long. That's True. that's the first one that can be tricky. But for now, for I'm now, really happy yeah, about we're talking Lawrence. about quarter season away. Yeah, yeah. Okay, at number five, coming. And he's played twenty five. And he's played twenty five games. Oh well, yeah, Mark, they played a Mark lot. And, Mark yeah. and then Aiton. That's a tricky one too. I don't. I mean, they're first, but I don't know if I would give them two all stars even. I think it's Booker and Booker. It kind of starts and stops with him. Zayden's kind of like sixteen and nine, like two assists. Like it's not. I agree. I agree. That I mean, great. He's not twelve. Not like under great. thirty minutes. Yeah, you know what? I'm just thinking like of guys like Roy Hibbert. You know, some guys like that who are not. <laughs> yeah, never really great. But they made the, the All Star. Yeah, I think we're wiser to that, and also there's a lot more talent. I think overall. Yeah. But with, I mean, sure, like, but like he's in contention. But again, because if they're number one by the All Star break, like last year, maybe he comes in. Uh, but I mean, I, he would be he would be my fifth choice of all these players. Okay, let's see who is the next on my list. Brandon Ingram, no brainer. Yeah, I think so. I got. I mean, I like I like him. I got to think because Adam Adam's the one that doesn't like him from the guys. Is not a yeah. particular fan. I I do. I I he's like a for me. He's like the. Next best thing to KD that we have, I think, in the league. Just, uh, you know, I'm still, I'm still under the impression of that one, the first game they played against each other when he just killed KD with KD moves. <laughs> the only thing that, that gives me pause about Brandon Ingram is he's the second guy from the Pelicans. And they're like... No, he's their best. The same, I mean, for the me, same, he's the best on, player. On the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Although Zion is flashier and probably will get more votes for from sure, the yeah, fans. Yeah. But you know, if you have the Pelicans with two All Stars and you have the Nuggets with the same record right now, let's see the next three guys I have here. So first one, Aaron Gordon. Second one, Domantas Sabonis, and the last one, Wiggins. And yeah, okay, yeah, yeah I can't see the, the, the Golden State Wiggins, not the, not the one from from from. Oklahoma. Well, although that one I like. Clear. Too, but I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, Sabonis is a, is a maybe too because it depends on how Sacramento plays. Nuggets, Gordon, that, that's the troubling thing. That's kind of what last year with Wiggins had a lot of fan votes to kind of sway it. I don't think he would have been chosen to start um, if if he didn't have as many fan votes. I don't even what I don't even know what that was. It was like K-pop fans or something weird, like you know Warriors fans from from the East or something strange, but. Gordon, I think Gordon only if Nuggets are first and first like comfortably. 
like the, the Nuggets get two All Stars, especially it's Gordon. That he's not like you know you have to go into like the okay he has this many dunks and then his efficiency is great. Like again, there would have been more chance with similar numbers that Jamal is the All Star with those numbers than Gordon, just based on based on biases, I think. Um, and that's why Wiggins was a was a wow like how is he an All Star and then he proved himself to be an All Star by the end of the season. So we'll see. So he's my like least likely of all these. Sabonis again depends on how the Kings go. He's he's good, but then. I would, you would also take Fox from the team, and you wouldn't want to go two with the Kings. We we got the blind poll from from uh, Andy Bailey, who compared last season's Wiggins up yeah. to the All Star break. So many and notifications, this, and, the, and yeah. this season's Aaron Gordon and Aaron Gordon just destroyed him. Yeah. Now, as you said, yeah. Aaron Wiggins backed that up with really great playoffs. So, Aaron. You know what to do. Please, yeah. please do the same this season and everything Basically, will be cushy. Yeah. So you have here like nine guys. I've I made, think you missed what would, one. What would be which one? Jeremy Grant. Yeah, I did it on purpose. To be I honest. know, I know you did, but I, 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 I see, I'm seeing it. I'm like, uh, twenty points a game. They're, they're again. If they fall, like they're falling, that he's not. But right now, he might be. He's been really uh, good. He might be on the border too of like or maybe cho- coach's choice or some one of those weird, you know, if injuries happen. Because again, it's where the Portland was. If they were first, and they have they're one of the three teams that has two, two uh, three twenty point players because he literally was hurt. So there's more like it was like a weird. He has twenty points per game, then he gets hurt, then someone else has more shots. But that's an interesting. He's interesting, and again, it's one of those depends on when they end up and if they want to go with Simons instead of him. Um, it's really it's really fascinating, but Gordon, yeah, we need to go because again, he has that unflashiness right now. That uh, same as Wiggins, because he has dunks and stuff, but it's not like uh, not like you know the, the when Zion goes and just barrels through and just eats the rim. Like Gordon has more like you know he's playing smarter, not harder, like he was saying in the in the off season. So I would think like we have to go first. Like, so your be, your six yeah. would be who? Six Nicola. Um, well, Lowry's a maybe, but like you know, right now, let's say right now. So Nicola, Lowry, Brandon Ingram, um, Zion, and well, right now, two even more. Two, uh, more. two more. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Well, I mean, because we're not counting AD, like in <laughs> hey, my um, rules. <laughs> I'd say, I'd say, well, I'd say Aaron Gordon, and then uh, and then uh, Paul George. Let's see, let's do that. Because right now, I guess like he's they're they're second still, and he's playing well. So like right now, maybe he's got the Wiggins bump, like one of the last All Stars kind of thing. I'm happy with that choice. Okay, yeah. time for our last segment for for today. Uh, it's trivia time. Yeah, it's trivia go. time. So, so a couple of days ago, I put out on on Twitter a stat that made some people mad. And it's the fact that the Nuggets are seven and two. Let me just hear here. So they are seven and two in the games where Michael Porter Jr. plays at least twenty-seven minutes and fifty-four seconds. <laughs> so why I chose this because they actually lost one game when he played like twenty-seven and fifty. So I didn't want to include that one. So that this is <laughs> this is a very arbitrary basically twenty-eight minutes. Yeah. I use yes, yes. So basically. Nuggets are really, really good when Michael Porter Jr. plays a lot of minutes. And if he's not playing at all, 
Uh, that was the 64 win space. When he's not playing at all, they're four and one, which is 46 win space, uh, 66 <laughs> win space, which is basically the same thing. So, <laughs> what what are the other games? If he plays less minutes, but he does play, they're only three and five in those games, which is a 31 win space. What I wanted to say with this is. Huh. I'm guessing Michael Porter was a bit banged up in these eight games. So Michael Malone took him away from the game, probably in the fourth quarter. Didn't He didn't close the game with him or something like that. I didn't look at the whole game log to be sure what was going on there. But my point here is, please, Nuggets, please let Michael Porter Jr. rest as many games as he needs to be fully, fully ready to play like 30, 32 minutes per game, rest him in the in the back-to-backs just to make sure that he won't get banked up. It's what you can do. I mean, you, you cannot him protect after, him after All-Star break. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so basically, this is this is the only the only thing I wanted to to take out of this game. Michael Porter has been really, really good in some of the games we've seen him this season. He's been pretty bad in some others but i think we can all agree on that he was probably banged up in those games because when you see him shooting bad probably something is yeah. not right yeah. with him True. so yeah, that's a, that's the <laughs> point yeah it's i mean yeah that's race i mean race that's too like no need to press i, I it's, that was the point of bringing all these players in and having you know 15 guys that you can play just to you don't have the necessity to force people to to play hurt like that's the that's the main point yes so this is all we had for this week i hope you you stayed with us and uh, before we let you enjoy this saturday it's saturday right yeah uh please consider subscribing to the dnvr sports youtube channel and giving a thumbs up on the youtube video or give a five-star review on the for the dnvr nuggets podcast on itunes it will help the channel grow even further. Be on the lookout for us making an occasional DraftKings sportbook lock of the game. We want to help you earn a lot of money with our impeccable takes. <laughs> so for all the true fanatics that stuck, stuck with us all the way to this sentence, thank you for being awesome and go Nuggets. <laughs>